Hello, and welcome back to the uh, Teenagers in America podcast. Um, today, I'm your host, Aiden, joined by co-hosts, Reagan and John. Um, and today, we're back with another episode um, focusing on apologetics this season. Uh, I believe our first um, episode was on evidentialism or evidential apologetics, which was focused more on the idea of when you're out um, conversing with people, talking to people about biblical concepts and uh, sharing the truth of them, focusing on evidence to prove uh, God's existence, to prove biblical ideas. And uh, in that episode, we discussed the, the pros and the cons of that, um, mainly the, the cons of all that, just because when it comes to evidentialism um, or in general, the idea of apologetics, uh, conversing with people, talking to people about um, the Bible, about the truth that we know and we hold to as believers, um, our goal is one of two things. Um, either we're going to argue with people, and when I say argue, I don't mean like we're fighting with them, but I mean conversing with them, debating with them on this, or we are focused solely on giving them the truth, making sure the gospel is given through, and that's that is the main focus. Everything else that happens, happens. Um, and as believers, when we're conversing with, with unbelievers or non-believers, we hold to, uh, we make sure that we're doing it in a gracious, loving manner. Um, so from there, the question then come, becomes, how do we converse with people? How do we talk uh, to people who uh, don't know the truth, people who maybe ask questions about um, the Bible or about God himself or the gospel um, or even talk about the creation of the world, people who hold to atheism or evolutionists, the people who think that there's nothing, that we're just, you know, we have no, there's no um, value to human, humanity, there's nothing, and there's people that believe that as well. So really, um, the goal of this of this season is really just to discuss this these ideas of apologetics, how to discuss and talk um, about biblical ideas to people, and um, yeah, so today we're focusing on classical apologetics and just in a brief overview of classical apologetics um so evidentialism or evidential apologetics focuses on evidence solely classical apologetics um as the next section we're going over focuses on rational arguments and reason when talking about uh the existence of god or um or anything so when you're talking to someone using reason when discuss, discussing biblical ideas, discussing biblical topics. Um, and I think a lot of these uh, conversations normally end up talking about the creation of the world and um, focusing on, well, how can there be a creator? Is there a creator? Um, if so, why? Uh, prove to me that God exists. That's what a lot of people end up saying when you're in these kind of conversations. So you're using reason to do so. And then when you're talking about biblical ideas, to prove them, you use evidence from scripture, uh, claims from maybe Jesus himself, depending on the topic of discussion, uh, and miracles, for example, are um, going to you know, the miracles that Jesus performed while he was on this earth, um, proving your point by that. And so, uh, yeah, this is classical apologetics is called classical apologetics because it's been used throughout the ages. It's been used overall for centuries. And um, that's why it's called classical apologetics. So that's pretty much an overview. Um, but the reason I can't continue to bring up evidential apologetics is because that it, they're very similar. Um, they both focus in on evidence and they both fo focus in on uh, going to uh, re using reason, but evidentialism focuses solely on evidence, whereas classical 
focuses on both evidence and reason. Um, not to say that there's no reason used in evidential apologetics, but I think that there's more reason used in classical apologetics. Um, you're able to actually converse with people and uh, have better conversations. It's not focused solely on evidence itself when you're arguing with them or having a conversation with them. So, um, so yeah. What are you guys' first thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. Um, a couple things that, like, while you were talking, I was kind of thinking of, uh, with this, with this, um, classical apologetics versus evidential apologetics, um, classical sounds like it's been, um, used a bit more, so it's probably more of a tested method, um, and I think that with any of these apologetic, um, tools and ways of talking to people, it's, it definitely depends on the kind of person you're talking to, so kind of, you have to kind of, uh, kind of feel out what that, how that person wants to discuss something with you. So like people that are into science may discuss the creation of the world like you were talking about. And I think the creation of the world um, is actually, I think Christians end up having to um, debate over that quite a bit because it's, it's obviously a big point for people, how, how things got here, how we're here, like how did this all happen? So it's useful from that point. And then I think that like we talked about in the uh, last episode, um, emphasizing the gospel is also really important. So I think that this one, this um, the classical apologetics um, standpoint seems a bit more uh, seems more useful than evidentialism by itself um, because it's true you do need to you, you kind of need to appeal to some reason and some logical arguments to pro- provide basis for things like the creation of the world and things like that, and then also making sure that you're giving the gospel. Um, mainly because that's more that's the main point like yes we can prove that god created the world but really what's important is not that god created the world but god wants to have a relationship with with you specifically so yeah i think that this one was it 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 makes more sense and kind of probably more useful than the the last one that we discussed yeah i think um that it is it's i think it's a better one like reagan said because when you can bring in reason and evidence, I think that's always helpful because you could bring up evidence a lot, but you can also, it's also very important to bring in a uh, reason to what you're saying and to talk to them in the, uh, with a non-believer, talk to them in the form of like, here's the reason why the, 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 like the evidence works kind of thing. Like you're bringing uh, the reason why the evidence works. So I think that's um, important to have plus evidence um because if you don't have reason then all you have is the evidence and a lot of people like to know why that evidence works so if you could bring reason and you um know that off the top of your head you can use that to evangelize but i think it's a important thing to to remember no matter how you do it if you use reason if you use evidence or uh, any of the types of evangelism you always want to bring it back to the word of god and you want to try to bring that soul to Christ. That's the main goal. So no matter how you do it, that's the main focus. And everything else you say should back that up. And you shouldn't get too lost in the reason, the evidence that you're trying to point out to this person and get lost from the main point that you're trying to get across. But I think it's a very important thing uh, to have reason and evidence uh, for evangelism. Um, so I definitely think this is an, an interesting uh, topic to cover. Yeah, and I, I think you guys both really covered that well. Um, I like what John said there at the end, and Reagan, I know you touched on this a little bit too, 
um, the idea of not getting caught up too much in the idea of evidence and stuff and focusing solely on that because I think that's a, definitely a, a big problem when it comes to, um, which is what we discussed last episode about evidentialism and uh, evidential apologetics is the problem when you when you become too focused on evidence is you end up neglecting, like you guys said, the, the word of God and um, in a way, not that you're not appealing to scripture, but that this when you focus and you think about giving the giving the gospel to someone um the goal is to to water the seed not saying that giving um evidence uh and proving your point through using biblical evidence or historical evidence or and all this isn't isn't going to water the seed for someone and make them think the problem is is what changes the heart, right? The gospel is what changes the heart. So if you're focused on solely giving evidence and you're willing to have a three-hour discussion with someone about evidence and nothing else, then you're neglecting all that time to then sit down and, like Reagan and John said, bring it back to the word of God, bring it back to the gospel and go, okay, you know, this is all of this to say, you know, this, but Christ came to die for sinners, and, and that would be the conclusion of it all, um, which if you do that, and if you're able to do that, and it works out in such a way that you're able to do so, great, because then all the evidence plus that, sure, you know, if, if it works, it works, but I think that it should be our main goal, and I, I, I want to hear if you guys agree with this or not, but I think our main goal, no matter what, uh, how we approach apologetics in general, I think that the main goal the first, the first very thing we should focus on, unless the question is brought up, or unless um, the the conversation starts in a, in a certain way um, that we're not able to do so just yet. I think the first thing we should do and focus on is giving the gospel right off the bat. Yeah, like what you were saying, I I think is exactly right. I think like even as I was studying this topic um, before we came on. It I was even getting a little confused on how to understand it and exactly, and I think that. We don't want to make things too confusing. Like the Bible says that everybody already, there's so much evidence for God everywhere that it's already, that, that no one has any excuse about that. They, It's easy to see that um, God created this world. It's not just up to chance. And it also talks about like, like little children are emphasized in the Bible as being able to understand these things. And so I think, like you said, we can have some evidence in things as long as we're bringing it back and not making it too complex more complex than it really is because it's it's more of a um simple and beautiful story the bible is than something that's really confusing and hard to understand um so we need to like you say it's exactly right bringing it back to the main message of the gospel which is um which is the core of christianity and you can you can sprinkle in some evidence and reason i guess uh but as long as it's not the the main main point yeah I was just going to say that uh, I think you guys are both right that when you're talking to someone, and especially if they're non-believer, which is evangelism, what it's about, you could get to this point in this conversation, if they rebut everything you say, you can get to this point in the argument where or the discussion where you want to like put yourself up, kind of like um, make yourself right and try to push this point on that other person. And so you'll start using a lot of evidence and you'll start to use that. And slowly you'll lose the what you're trying to, your main point was. And 
you got to make sure that you're like whenever you're talking to someone, especially if it's planned, like pre-planned, like I'm going to talk to this person and you know this person, you need to make sure like here's the beginning thought of how do I carry this person to Christ and what's the best route to do that. And if you use evidence and reason to get to that point, that's one thing. But using evidence and reason just appeal to that person and then bring it back to Christ is the wrong the wrong pattern. You want to use everything to point back to Christ and not everything to point back to how smart you are about this stuff or to appeal to them. Like if they're a science major and you use science to point about Christ, that's fine a little bit, but you want to make sure you're... My point is make sure what you're doing all points back up to Christ and not back to um, anything that, for yourself, but everything you need to do for them to be able to be in contact with Christ. And like Ayn said, uh, you're um, trying to plant a seed in that person. And the best way to do that is to keep your focus correct and don't lose sight of that, even if they rebut you a lot. And just know that you're doing the work of Christ and Christ will do his work after you're done. And whatever happens is up to him. Uh, And you don't have saying that, but you can try, uh, you can do your best to help that person uh, see it more because you could be an instrument for Christ. Yeah. And I think you guys, like I said, once again, um, guys both explained that very well uh, and both uh, really discussed that. Um, I think that in conclusion, um, I would say that our focus as believers um, should definitely just be to get the gospel out there. Like you guys have said many times, um, just get the gospel out there uh, first and focus on everything else. Um, because I, I don't think you can, you can't escape discussions based on, um, you know, the creation of the world or, uh, a lot of people tend to, you can see it in a lot of videos involving apologetics where people will have discussions with people about how can God exist? You know, I'm an atheist. Okay. Prove to me that God exists. You know, I, you can't escape having to use reason, having to use evidence in every scenario. But I think that, and I think you should actually, I don't think that you should neglect it entirely. I just think that it can, be, it, can, it can be consuming. It can be too much where you end up focusing solely on that and waste time because Scripture calls them fools. And not and that doesn't mean that they're overall, as human beings, just dumb, they're foolish, they're, you know, they have no meaning, no significance. But it's the point that they, the fool neglects the truth. And that's the point of it is that um, and we were all fools at once because we were all at one point not saved. Um, all those who are truly saved now, at one point we weren't saved. We were we were blinded to our own sin um, and our own. Uh, we were living in sin. We were in rebellion against Him, against God Himself. And so, um, the point is, you can use all the evidence, you can use all the reason, but what is the point of it if you're not giving them uh, the the gospel, which changes the heart, because they're not going to see the truth. They're not going to see the validity in what you're saying if their heart is not changed, because their heart isn't is hardened toward God. So, I think that's that's pretty um, that's pretty much uh, it for this episode. Unless you guys have anything else to say. No, yeah, you you said it. You said it right there. It's really good. All right. So uh, at this time, we'll pray. So um, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I come to thank you for this day, Lord. 
I come to you thanking you for um, just allowing us to be alive, Lord, and breathing and, and uh, living our lives, Lord. I pray that you would use us for your will um, and use us for your purpose. And I pray that um, you would allow us to have conversations with people, allow us to uh, go out and um, give the gospel to people and, and converse with them and have discussions with them and allow them to ask questions and we will be able to answer and go to scripture, Lord. And um, as we were discussing, use scripture um, and um, to show them who you are, Lord, and uh, allow us to give the gospel to them clearly and present it well. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have the opportunity to to do this podcast and to uh, to whoever ears it reaches to, Lord. Um, I pray that you would use us as a light in the darkness for um, for the truth, Lord. And I pray that uh, you would keep all of us safe and everyone who hears this. Um, I pray that you would keep them safe as well. Uh, bless all of us, Lord. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.